Be the Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. My guest today is Stephanie Moram, and she is CEO and founder of Good Girl Gone Green, which is so much fun to say, and the host of the Green Junkie podcast. She's been seen on CBS, NBC, ABC, and more, has such a passion for sustainable living, and to quote her, to help humans to zero waste. Her website is so full of resources. Your social media is so much fun while also being educational. And I am so excited that you're going to get to hear from Stephanie today. So Stephanie, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Kate. I appreciate it. You bet. And Stephanie is coming to us from Canada. And that explains your long sleeves as well. A little cooler (laughs) there than down here. Uh, So Stephanie, I'll ask you five questions. You can answer them however you'd like uh, to get to give people an idea of what you do and the good that you are doing in the world. So Stephanie, my first question for you is who are you and what do you do in your own words? So like Kate said, my name is Stephanie Moran. I am from Montreal, Quebec. And what I do is I want to empower people to live more green. And to not make it complicated, you know, they don't have to, you know, do 100% zero waste, they don't have to buy sustainable fashion, you know, you don't have to do all those things, it's to find something that resonates with you and start there and see where that evolves to. So personally, for me, it started with food. Um, I watched the movie Food Inc. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm never eating meat again. Um, I went vegan for a very short period of time. And then I went back to meat and now I'm vegan, but watching that movie kind of just triggered me questioning things. So questioning our food system. And then which led me to questioning so many other things, the products I'm bringing to my phone, the clothing that I'm using. And so for me, it's just educating and empowering people to live more green, live a little more green and not be complicated or overwhelmed. So whatever baby steps that you need to take, if it's, I recycle and compost high fives, that's great. Um, If it's taking it to another level of questioning and looking at the products you're bringing into your home, um, potentially, are they toxic? Are they not toxic? Looking at the clothing you're wearing, um, where is it coming from? Like asking those questions, but a lot of the times people don't start there. They usually start with the recycling. So it's to find out what shade of green you are. Are you mint green or are you forest green? And where do you fall on that? spectrum of green and how can I help you maybe get to the next color green how can I get you to sage (laughs) how can I get you past forest green um and that's kind of what I do um you know I'm launching my podcast like you said um in a week I think it is so it'll be another platform to educate and then you know through Instagram through my website through master classes that I do and all those things um just to show people that it doesn't have to be complicated to live this lifestyle and that I'm here to support you along the way. I love that. What shade of green are you? That's such a great way to put it. <laughs> and also the, the not complicated part, because it does, people start to think, right? I'm sure you hear this all the time. Like there's so many things and every website says something differently. Like, where do I start? So thank you. This is so needed. Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit more about your path to where you are now with such a social media following and making such an impact and just et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A little bit more about your path to getting here. You mentioned the documentary, but continue. Great. So I watched that documentary and um, 
it was kind of just an eye-opening moment for me. Um, we actually lived in the United States for about four years, and we were actually living in Augusta, Georgia, when we watched that movie. And like I said, it was just eye-opening. So it was starting to question, like, you know, at the time I was eating meat, so why would I want grass-fed versus not grass-fed? Why would I want to eat organic versus not organic? Why would I want organic vegetables? And just kind of questioning these things. And I remember looking at my husband and saying, we are eating all organic from here on out. And at that time, I was on a sabbatical living in the United States and my husband was working. And he just looked at me and said, but tell me why. Like, and that's what resonated with me. Like he said, tell me why. So that is what led me down this rabbit hole of research. Like just asking questions, just asking questions at the farmer's market. When I would go to the grocery store asking, let's say I was buying meat, like why, why this, why that? flipping over food labels, flipping over, um, you know, the deodorant. And I remember this so vividly. Um, I was going to uh, some health food store when we were in, we lived in Wichita, Kansas as well. And I walked in, I didn't have a smartphone and I just, you know, grabbed these deodorants and I'm staring at them thinking, which one do I buy? Which one do I buy? I had no idea. And I turned them over and I'm reading the ingredients and I'm not really sure what all those ingredients were. So I bought like five, <laughs> kept the receipt, went home, got on Google, started looking at the different ingredients saying, no, I don't want that. Oh, I don't want fragrance. Um, I don't want this. I don't want that. And then I returned the ones I didn't want. Um, and that's kind of how I got started. And I got pregnant with my daughter at the time. So I started looking at what products do we need to buy for my little girl that's going to be coming. And then again, going, as new parents were bombarded with, you need to buy this, you need to buy this, you need to buy this. And then I said, but do I really need to buy all those things? Do I have to? Could I live more, like a, have less stuff? Do I have to buy this, this, and this? They're nice to haves, but I probably don't need them. And then realizing we're bombarded <laughs> with, you need this, you need this, you need this. And again, back to asking questions. So you know, looking at the products I was bringing into my house for my daughter, which led me to asking questions about the clothing I was now buying. Who makes that clothing? What, what materials are being used when this clothing is being produced? How much are people getting paid? I'm paying $4 for a t-shirt. The person making it can't be getting paid that much then. There's got to be profit in there somewhere for the person creating it. So just, again, questioning these things. And it's kind of a rabbit hole that I'll probably never stop diving down into just because I love to learn and then I like to take the things I've learned and then pass that information on to other people so in a roundabout way that's how I got started and so by asking all these questions when I started my website I watched another documentary and it was called who killed the electric car so go watch that movie because we could have had electric cars a long time ago but someone decided to kibosh that idea so I was watching that documentary and I just stared at the wall. I was a social worker. I knew I was making a difference in kids' lives and families' lives. But I just looked at my husband and said, I gotta do something more than that. Like, I love, I'm so passionate about the environment. And I said, what can I do? And we were like, I don't know. And then my friend said, why don't you start a blog? And I said, that's crazy talk. Like, I don't write, <laughs> no thanks. And I did it anyways. And um, I had some names for my website. and. I didn't have an iPad. 
And my husband bought me an iPad for my birthday and he engraved good girl gone green on the back. And I was like, I guess that's the name of my website now. Um, thanks. <laughs> and that's kind of how it unfolded. I, I started my website and then I, I got in, you know, on social media. Um, I started learning about social media. I started educating people. I started making great friends on social media. Um, and just, it's just led me down this path of meeting great people, helping great people and also making an income at the same time. Fantastic. And also just the fact that time and place technology was there that you, and then talk about capitalizing on using it for spreading goodness, as we say here, right? And you are doing so much. Wow. And I know I said it in the intro, but people listening have to go to your website and your social media because it's so bright and cheery and digestible, like you said, uncomplicated. And you are really living by that. You break things down and you add comedy. And I think that's so wonderful. Thank you. Now, how has the pandemic changed things in your work in terms of you know, anything, maybe reaching people, connecting, going online more than in person? And is there anything that maybe has even changed for the better that you hope will continue? I think from like a personal standpoint, one thing that's kind of drastically changed was that I started taking care of myself. Um, Mm. I, you know, I worked a lot before and it was, you know, a badge of honor to be like, I hustle, I stayed up till midnight, high five. Um, And when things started changing. The kids were out of school. Um, They went back to school last September, but they were out from March until September. And my husband started, had just started his own company. (laughs) And he was gone sometimes 12 hours, 17 hours, 24 hours. Um, And then he'd come home and sleep and then he was gone again. Like he was legit a startup company. And so I had, things had to change. They, they had to change because I was going to run myself into the ground. So after some time, I realized I need to start taking care of myself. I need to do more for me. So I started walking every day and it's like a non-negotiable for me. I walk almost two hours a day. I get the kids on the bus. During the summer, it was a little bit more difficult because the kids were home all the time. But now that they're in school, they get on the bus at eight. I'm walking until 10. And unless it's something really, really important, like the Today Show calls me and says, I need you on at nine o'clock a.m., then I won't go for my walk. But outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, it's it's a priority for me. So I think this whole pandemic really slow, made me slow down. And I think that was needed because for five or six years, I was just like, go, go, go. And, you know, so it made me start thinking about my self-care. And I think we don't often, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, often don't think about that. If, you know, you're a stay-at-home parent, sometimes you forget to do that. Um, Or even if you're a nine-to-five working parent and you have kids, like we often forget to take care of ourselves. So for me, that was a big shift is that. I don't need to work from eight o'clock in the morning when my kids get on the bus until 4.30 when they walk through the door. I don't need to do that. I can do other things and I need to enjoy my life. Um, I got back in touch with an old friend that I, you know, um, we've fallen out of touch and we got back in touch at some point. And it's a priority for me that I see her almost every week, that we go for a walk, that I live 20 minutes outside of Montreal. I drive to Montreal. And when I drive to Montreal, there's a lot of traffic. 
So it's like a full day event just to go see her for a couple of hours. And I've made that a priority. So I think it's made me slow down my life a little bit. Um, from a business standpoint, I kind of love it because I can be super introverted. And I used to go to tons of events. Like I would, I'd go to Utah, I'd go to like Vegas, I'd go down to Florida, I'd go to all these events um, for my business. And I haven't gotten on a plane <laughs> since that March. <laughs> um, the last time I was on a plane, I was in Hawaii and that was that February and I haven't gotten on a plane since. So from that standpoint, it's also made me concentrate more on my business because I'm traveling less. Like I would travel a lot and I'm actually liking the fact that I'm not traveling as much. <laughs> so I think those are two things that have really shifted on a personal level and business level. Um, and it's also given me more time to really focus on my business versus, you know, before it was kind of a crap show. It was like, I'm traveling here. Um, my kids are home. They're not home. Uh, where do I put my focus? And it's really made me focus on what's important in my business and what direction do I want my business to take before it was kind of all over the place, what I was doing in my business and the pandemic really made it super clear. This is what I want to do. And this is the direction I want to take it. I want to start a podcast. I want to do masterclasses. I want to be funny on Instagram. I want to be silly, but I also want to educate people at the exact same time. How can I make this happen without losing my mind? <laughs> and I just want to say, like, I think for me, it's just, I think for me, it's just kind of slowed everything down. And I think that was something that I personally needed from a personal standpoint and also business standpoint. And how amazing that it's sometimes slowing down is when the most happens, right? Is, is that the way to say it? Like you're doing less, but the quality of what you're doing and the focus and the attention is so strong that I'm sure that business has grown so much, you know, even just in the last 18 months with this new you set up a new routine now being home more. And of course, I love to hear about the walking. I get on a pedestal about that all the time. Just find a way to move. Good, so good job. Stephanie, that was a great example of, you know, goodness. And I like to call them good news moments. Any other examples you'd like to share of maybe people you've interacted with or people you've seen change their lifestyle to be, greener and more climate conscious you know, anything under that umbrella I think well again it's also kind of an example of myself just yeah I don't drive as much anymore like I don't feel the need to drive and I think that's had an impact on the environment um, I would love to get an electric car I have a hybrid car but I've sat down so many times my husband's saying oh I'd, I'd love to get a Tesla I'd love and I just sounds like I don't see the point and the point being like, I don't drive enough to warrant needing a full electric car right now. Like we have a plug-in van that my husband drives to work. He gets to work and back on electric. It would make more sense that he would have an electric car. I think for me, it's just more, I want an electric car. So just even making that shift. Um, but I think other people are starting to notice things when it comes to the environment. Like because people have slowed down a little bit more, I feel like people are taking notice to things like, oh, the coffee shop is not taking reusable mugs. Well, isn't that weird? You know, like taking notice to those things and maybe saying, well, I'm not going to go there anymore. That coffee shop is not going to take it. Like, I think they're taking notice to things more. And I think when people um, weren't working as much, they were maybe more health conscious, more environmentally conscious. Like, oh, now I have the time 
to really understand composting, or I really have the time to understand recycling. And I also think it's in the everyday conversations I have with people that I've seen the most impact. I really believe that, you know, whether it's with children, whether it's with adults, we teach people by our actions versus what we say, right? So anyone that has kids that's listening, you could tell your kid a hundred times not to do something and they probably will still do it. But if you act in a certain way, they will want to mimic that. Or, you know, for example, we bring reusable straws with us and napkins and all these things. And I've stopped telling them necessarily what I'm doing or that they need to do it. And I just do it. And then they're like, oh, did you bring the straw? I was like, of course I brought the straw. I'm like, oh, do you have our spoon? I'm like, of course I have our spoon. And like, they're asking those questions because they see me doing it. So I feel like that's how people learn. And so for me, it's getting messages from people going, oh, I bought a stainless steel straw or, oh, I went to this local place and I saw um, produce, cloth produce bags and I bought some because I thought of you and what you said on Instagram or what you did. So I feel like it's the everyday actions. It's not this like big glorious thing where someone's like never composted, never recycled. And now they're like, you know, queen of green, you know, <laughs> I think it's those everyday actions that I hear a lot of those stories because they've had the time to learn or they're paying more attention now. I feel like people are paying attention more specifically on social media. Um, you know, we have the intention span of like a fish most of the time, but I think with videos and reels on Instagram and, you know, little videos on TikTok or videos on, even on Pinterest now you can do short videos and Twitter, you can do like all these short videos, I feel like is grabbing people's attention and they're learning from that as well. And they're making, implementing changes in their everyday life just by seeing like a five second video. And I feel like that's where the change is going to happen from a green standpoint is that people are going to watch the different things that I do and then say, oh, I'm going to get a stainless steel straw because I don't want to use the plastic one anymore. Or I'm going to bring my cutlery with me when I go to the restaurant for takeout so I don't have to take the plastic ones. Or I'm going to go to this coffee shop to get my tea versus this one because they'll take my reusable mug. Or I'm going to walk to the store versus I'm going to drive to the store because it's not far. Um, or I'm going to do this versus this. And just those small changes is what has a big impact. So if a lot of people <laughs> do small things, then that's where the impact's going to happen and where the change is going to happen. I hope that made sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I just want to be like, one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> small changes. Yes, exactly. And Stephanie, is there anything that you find yourself saying over and over again to yourself, to your family, to those you, you're interacting with online, a mantra, a saying, a quote, anything? There's one quote that I love um, that... I don't necessarily see it every day, but I look at it and I, I read it. So is it okay if I just read it quickly? Yes, please. So it's Steve Jobs. A lot of you have probably already heard it, but I feel like it applies to my life in so many ways just because of where I got started and where I am right now and how I kind of often feel like not an outcast. I don't think that's the right word. I just feel like I do things differently as a person, um, as a business person. I don't follow the status quo. I do what makes me happy <laughs> and how I feel like my business can propel forward and how um, things in my personal life can propel forward. So I love this one. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not 
fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them, but the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward, and while some may see them as crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. I love it so much. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That one now, you're reminding me of it now. I'm going to print it out. Uh, Stephanie, fantastic. Thank you so much for talking with me today. And please, please tell everyone where they can find you and follow you. Well, I hang out mostly on Instagram at googlegonegreen underscore. Um, like I mentioned before, I'm starting a podcast as well called Green Junkie. So if you'd like to follow along on that journey or, you know, get updates or anything like that, you can also find it on Instagram. You can go to my good girl gone green underscore and you can find it as well. Um, and you can go to goodgirlgonegreen.com, but I definitely hang out on Instagram the most. I have the most fun there. So I like to go where the fun is. And you can see that you have fun with it too. It's not just like you're plugging and chugging advice. It's fun, it's educational, and it's, like I said earlier, digestible. So Stephanie, thank you for what you're doing to make the world a better place. It is so appreciated by all of us, for sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you like, subscribe, and or like the review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.